I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to the expanded Inside Sources. Great to be with you for the next two hours from 1 to 3 p.m. on KSL News Radio. I'm Mara Carabello, and I'm filling in today for Boyd Matheson. It's time for us, as Boyd always tells us, to dig a little deeper, think a little bigger, and challenge our assumptions. So I'm going to follow his lead, and let's begin. Our first guest has shown us that leadership is action. So I'm very excited uh, that that we have First Lady Abby Cox with us. Next week uh, marks the 20th anniversary of 9-11. As we remember the day and how best to honor those who were injured or killed during the tragic events of 20 years ago, um, I think it's fitting that our First Lady is leading us on many of this. So our First Lady and Governor Cox has planned a day of service to transform a day of sadness into a day of unity. She joins us now to discuss the events and how we can participate. Welcome, Abby. Thank you. It's great to be here. So let's start general. Tell us about this day of service and how did this idea uh, come into being? Well, I think, you know, as, an, as a nation, we, we went through a real um, formative and, and tragic moment 20 years ago. And um, what we saw shortly after that um, was a real coming together as a nation and um, I think we, as we, as we, as we honor and remember what happened on that day, um, and those who lost their lives, I think it's time to sort of reclaim that day as as a, as a day of, of of reflection and remembrance, but also as a day of coming together. And the perfect way to do that, we think, is is through service. I love that. I love that it also brings us into that day to be physical participants and and in addition to memorializing it uh give us an idea of um serving and moving this day of sadness that's a very interesting concept to me so how in your experience to service transform us how how do you think this will work for us as individuals well i think hopefully anybody that has done service and, and if you're a utah uh, you have yes. because we are the service state we are the volunteerism state we are the charitable giving state um, and and we have been for a very long time, and so I, I think um, the perfect way to really connect as human beings, the perfect way to sort of put away our our divisiveness, to leave political tribalism at the door, is really through service. Um, you know, you as as you put yourself um, out there to to serve, it doesn't matter. Um, what the people around you believe politically it doesn't it doesn't matter you know all those all those crazy things that we fight about um 
Those things don't matter when you're actually just serving one another. It's a way to create empathy. It's a way to connect as human beings. It's a way to listen to somebody else's story that may be different from yours. And, um, you know, through our show up initiative and the first lady, that's, it's a big part of what we're doing is, is service because it does create empathy. because it does create that human connection. Isn't it interesting? I mean, at a time like this, I think we could all use our cup filled. And isn't it interesting that that's what service does, right? Is fill our cup. Um, Mr. Rogers, someone I think we should all <laughs> often uh, evoke, spoke of looking for helpers to find hope. But I like that this takes it a step further. So I'm going to ask you, maybe to reflect in the larger sense of what do you remember about 9-11 and what stood out for you? So interesting to think back. You know, we, we talked earlier, it's, it's, it feels so um, like it wasn't that long ago. Right. Um, for those of us that experienced it, it is it really is seared in our memories. Um, you know, just like like past generations, like Pearl Harbor was for, for that for that greatest generation. We we have that moment. And for for me, I, I was a very young mom. I, I had two very, very little children, a baby and a, and a toddler. And we had just actually moved back to the state of Utah after being gone to, to law school. And um, uh, my husband was working at uh, the federal courthouse okay. as, a, as a clerk for a federal judge. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I had just started. I mean, so September, he started like in July. Okay. <laughs> and... Um, and he, he walked out the door that morning real early and, and on his way to work called me and, you know, probably on our very first cell phone we'd ever had. Right. right. <laughs> and he said, hey, turn on, turn on the news, turn on the TV. I think something's happening um, in New York. I think there's been some explosions or something. So I turned it on um, again pretty early on um, in the day and actually witnessed the second airplane hit the, oh, wow. the, the the twin towers in New York live, and in that moment, um, I think all of us mm-hmm. in the world basically said, "Oh, right, uh, this was no accident." Right, and um, and and really, that was the moment we a lot of fear, so much anxiety, so much uncertainty. Unlike we had never felt, right? Oh, yeah. What a moment. Yeah, and and, and here I am with with two little little children and we're just starting our career and we're we're just very, you know, what does this mean for us? What is our, what world have we just walked into with these kids? So tell us quick uh, how, where we go for more information, how we connect in with this National Day of Service. Um, Give us the information. Yeah, absolutely. Throughout this country, we want to, we want people to perform 20 million acts of service to commemorate the 20th, um, anniversary uh, of 9-11 and what w- what we're doing here in utah is through justserve.org okay. you can you can go on there you can see uh projects that are being done all around the state you know we have we have people in vernal that is at, with a project we have cleanups going around in in a whole bunch of cities uh, you know down in in washington county we've got um a, a cool project in provo where they're where they're fixing bikes for children so there wherever you are in the state there's a project and if you can't get out physically uh, and do a project, 
there's so many ways you can continue to serve and, and be a part of this. But you can write a letter to to a service member or a first responder from home. You can, you know, it, there's a myriad of ways of of getting involved in it and being a part of this. So I'm going to say again, thank you for leading through action. And uh, JustServe.org is where we can go to find the information as we remember and um, commemorate the 20 years that it has been since 9-11. Thank you so much for being here, Happy Cox. Thank you, Mara. So coming up, a new Utah cultural site, stewardship coordinator. For the first time, Ian Wright joins us to discuss how Utah is working to preserve its unique history. Stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.